Welcome to Connecting the Community podcast. I am your host, Marge Andre. I will be connecting you to people, organizations, and events that create community. I am creating this podcast in Richmond Hill, an eclectic and very culturally diverse community with lots of trees and streams and interesting people just up the hill from Toronto. On this podcast, I am talking with Mark McAllister, a resident of Hesperus Village. Welcome, Mark. Thanks, Marge. It's great, great to be with you here. I really appreciate all the work you've been doing with this uh, networking over the years. So glad to be here. Yeah, no, thank, thank you, Mark. And it's uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Mark, let's start by you introducing yourself and just give a general description of Hesperus Village. Oh, great. Um, well, uh, just very briefly, my background is in management consulting, communications, uh, and I retired a few years ago and still trying to figure out what that means. <laughs> but uh, moving into Hesperus, I was still working then, but that's been a big help in terms of figuring out just what possibilities there are in retirement. So uh, that's just a very brief summary. Um, as far I'd like to just say a bit about the campus here, which is not well known. Uh, we're right off Bathurst Street, just below Rutherford, and uh, on, on the east side. What's not well known is the original building right there out at Bathurst Street was called the Vaughan Glen Hospital. Uh, and uh, when the Waldorf School was built in 1973, it had already sort of moved into a disused state. Um, it's just interesting. There's a very thriving, functioning uh, project going on there. So the Waldorf School was built in 73, uh, and then Hesperus came about 15 years later, the first building, and then the second building, which we live in, was in 2011. What I wanted to say before we get into Hesperus was this campus, you can think of what I sometimes call the Bathurst Street Multicultural Campus. Because not only do we have the Waldorf School in Hesperus, but right next door we have the Jafari uh, Center, and just down the road the Yeshiva Rabbinical College and a Yeshiva community. And we're all kind of in the same big postage stamp, and it's just very interesting uh, how, how, how all these things fit together. And I think of the idea of a multicultural campus in Vaughan, really interesting picture that not a lot of people you know, see that or know about that. So that's very much part of our of our uh, environment here. Um, as far as the Hesperus building itself, uh, the first building went up uh, in 87, as I said, designed by Dennis Bowman. And then the major expansion came in 2011. Uh, and uh, all in all, there are about uh, 75 units combined, about 100 residents. A uh, variety of shapes and sizes of apartments. We live in a two-bedroom apartment, um, and we're very, we've got a beautiful view out across the campus. Um, no cars out the window to speak of. Um, so we're very lucky. We're on a ravine as well, so there is hiking around here. So in many ways, it's a very, we feel very lucky to be living in this situation. This, uh, you know, the idea of a campus uh, is not something that I, had you thought of before? And I think I like that idea that uh, it's a campus and a multicultural campus. And I might yeah. even put the word uh, idyllic uh, in front of the, as an adjective well, I, for I the whole idea. I don't so much like the word idyllic. It sort of starts getting sugar-coated, you know, but yeah, it is. 
in many respects, it is idyllic. I feel very fortunate. But I think uh, I first started using the concept when I was, you know, and we all our kids went through the Walder School. Uh, and so I quite often served on the parent council and other committees and whatnot. And I really started using the word campus then, uh, more to do with uh, our neighbors like Hesperus, but also the other neighbors, the neighborhood itself and the Jafari and the yeshiva, the idea that we are not a standalone institution. You know, we're part of a bigger picture, this ecosystem idea. The word campus really suggests that, that it's a bunch of different folks working together rather than just a standalone, well, in that case, private school, or as far as Hespis is concerned. Yes, it's all about the residences for some older people, but it's so important how we integrate with what's happening around us. Yeah. Very interesting perspective. I, I And I support this idea of being integrated and not thinking that you do stand alone. Now, I have been to Hesperus and uh, been to a lot of other seniors' residents as well. You know, we've got Del Manor and Chartwell. I think we're actually quite fortunate here in this area. But there are differences. How would you describe the, the differences? You know, what, what are the individual units like? Um, you know, how big are they? Well, the, 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 the seven, our unit is 750 square feet. It's two bedrooms. It's adequate for the two of us. Um, we also have one bedrooms, um, but you know, I, I don't, don't I'm not that familiar with the nature of the uh, facilities and other buildings. I've done some visiting around, and some of them are certainly very luxurious and perhaps larger spaces. Um, but I think all in all, there was a, the architect of both the old building and the new building really put a lot of effort, although it is a nonprofit building, to really make a building that's going to really work for people, right? So it isn't just, um, you know, four walls and a, and a ceiling and a floor and a bunch of windows, you know? It's, it's like, how do we design the hallways, the windows, uh, the common spaces to really maximize the, the social interaction that we want to happen here? So this is something that makes it um, uh, unusual for a nonprofit corporation, which is usually very strictly focused on how do we do this really cheaply? Uh, these buildings were built inexpensively, wooden frames. You know, there's a lot of um, effort was put into making it a low-cost building. But we did everything we could to design a building that would really be very livable. Um, so that's one, uh, one factor. Um, I would also mention in terms of the, the population of the building, I think we're unique. I've never met a building quite like this where we have um, about half the apartments are available uh, to the broader community for what they refer to as market rent. It's actually 80% of market rent. The other half of the suites are set aside for people on the York region affordable housing list. And we also have a number of suites set aside for referrals from CMHA, Canadian Mental Health Association. So we have a very interesting mix of socioeconomic groups, if I can put it that way. And we love it because unfortunately, a lot, a lot of the times with the uh, buildings like um, in the commercial buildings, they really focus on a higher socioeconomic bracket. You don't get that diversity. Or maybe a building has an ethnic uh, or religious back backing to it, which is great. And for some people I think that's a really wonderful way that you can age with people of your faith. 
But there's also something very nice about people of different faiths living in the same building and celebrating festivals together. So that's another unique aspect about Hesperus. Um, I guess the third point would be philosophy. Now, uh, the, the Hesperus Initiative was started by a group of students of Rudolf Steiner, anthroposophists, and that kind of laid the foundation or the groundwork. But as it develops over the years, it's becoming increasingly diverse in terms of the people who are participating in the governance and leadership and, of course, the residents. So it's really a very modern building in that sense. How do we, how do we really create an environment where everyone feels uh, they're connected to a philosophy of health and vigor and good stuff happening when you get older, you know? So it's, um, uh, I think some of these elements are certainly present. I know my daughter-in-law works in a long-term care home and some of the programs they do are just amazing in terms of getting people off their butts and doing stuff, you know? So it's by no means exclusive to Hesperus, but I think we certainly have some unique features in that area. Yeah, now this is, uh, I think there should be more conversations with, you know, what does it take to build a good supportive community, particularly for this third phase in your life. And uh, yeah. um, I think, yeah, it's not a conversation we should be shying away from, that we should be having it more and more. So thank you for, for raising that. Marge, I, I could just take one more point in there relating to that, that one of the things that is very unique about Hesperus is that many of the programs, if not all the programs, are initiated by residents with the support of management. So the residents are very active in bringing in various kinds of programs or producing programs themselves with the full support of management. Uh, whereas in most facilities that I'm aware of, management lays on a very great <laughs> array of programming and the folks just sort of come and enjoy it, which is great. But there isn't that kind of personal investment that we make here. Yeah, very good. I, I agree. Uh, a lot happens there and uh, a lot of good things happen. Now, you have mentioned that uh, the design of the common spaces, how the building works, uh, is uh, something unique to Hesperus. Like, can you describe these spaces like is there a piano do you have art studio do you have like a big large room yeah i'll just make a couple of comments about the architecture just as examples of the way the architect was thinking when he designed hallways they have windows of different different sizes but also some of them are frosted some of them are clear and some of those glass blocks so that as you walk down the hall you get these different patterns of light on the wall so it creates a sort of dynamic uh, of what's going on outside. Um, there is, there, we have a number of common areas. One of my favorites is actually a library. And it's a library, by the way, which is stocked by books, which people have too many books. <laughs> we always have too many books now, but very interesting because you have books that you might not find anywhere else. Uh, but it's a very large table in there, uh, comfortable chairs. And I sometimes call it, are you ready for it? It's a joke, the togetherment room. So everybody comes out of their apartment and sits around the table in the togetherment room. There is a formal book club, mm -hmm. but also people just showing up there. What have you been reading lately? What's going on? And just chatting and also providing support to each other. So that's one example. Um, the other interesting thing is we do have a very high quality piano in the lounge. We've had a number of very successful concerts there. Uh, and then right next to that, we have what we call the seminar room which is connected to our dining room. 
So it can be a very long room or it can be divided in half. And what's so interesting in the 10 years or 11 years that I've been living here, we've had hundreds of events of events of different kinds in that room. And I tell you, every time people get creative and they use it differently, it's, it's just it's just that kind of room where you can use it for many different purposes. Sometimes it's seminars, parties, dances, um, meetings, uh, uh, Tai Chi workshops, Eurythmia workshops, whatever. And the space seems to work very well for any number of different purposes. So that's been a real, a real plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of good memories in that room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, once, I once brought a friend to one of our concerts and we were sitting down, and someone who lives in the neighborhood hadn't been to Hesperus before. We were sitting down, waiting for the uh, in the audience, waiting for the concert to start. She turns and he says, "Mark, what's the matter? Everybody's talking to each other." <laughs> so her experience had been that when you go to a seniors' building, mm. uh, you know people don't really talk to each other. Whereas here, where everybody was yeah. talking to each other, the neighbor or people they may not even know that well, but it's just more of a culture that we are interested in. Yeah, very good. I like that. Now, uh, you do have, you can cook your meal in your uh, apartment, but there are options, uh, communal meals. Yes. Um, what, what happens there? We have a we have a uh, certified kitchen, um, and uh, Gustavo, our chef, has been here for longer than I can remember. He was also there in the old building, um, and uh, yeah, he prepares meals Monday to Friday, main meal at lunch. Um, and, you know, I, I think a couple of dozen people come regularly. Debbie and I generally come once a week on Wednesdays uh, just to be uh, social. And Gustavo does very nice food. It's, uh, of course, it's a, always a bit of a challenge with this population. Uh, people have their uh, diet issues and we have to work around that. But uh, there's always a good feeling in the dining room. Um, and there are also processes for bringing meals to people who are not able to come uh, or to illness or immobility or whatever it may be. So it's, it, but it's a challenge because the kitchen, um, it, you know, has difficulty uh, paying for itself. Uh, and, you know, we're always trying to find ways to, to make that more viable, but certainly we're all very grateful that it's there. And, um, it's a very special part of the, mm-hmm. part of the and every now and then we'll have a meal, which, which is um, a festive meal, uh, so maybe a Chinese, for instance, and then we get all our Chinese residents who may not speak much English, but they sure come out for that. But the way for us to sort of connect around food, which is really nice too. Very good. Yeah, food's important. Yeah. Now, you know, as we get old, our our bodies seem to wear down. Are there health services that are provided? So there are, there is um, at Hesperus, we do have a relationship uh, with the government where we have a limited amount of personal support worker support for people who qualify. Um, and, but that's very limited. That's basically how, simple housekeeping, maybe some help with medications, checking in on people and so on. Of course, people are trained to help with uh, care emergencies, but that's really very limited. Uh, we did until very recently have a medical clinic in the building with anthroposophical doctors, but uh, they are now retiring and the office has closed, which has been a bit of a disappointment. Um, having said that, it raises the whole question that you're asking, you know, how do we really help each other provide uh, for the right level of support and care for things that come up? 
So it's a lot of networking that goes on in terms of just what do I take seriously if I see something happening with my neighbor or with myself? Or what, well, okay, I know it's awkward, but it's really not a big deal. How do we, you know, navigate that? Um, and then work with management to make sure we all know what resources are available, because I'm sure all of your listeners know, especially those who are getting on in years, the network of services or um, people who are approaching their old age is very confusing. We have five different organizations in this connected to this building who provide transportation services, each one of which is somewhat complicated in terms of how you qualify, what you get, what you don't get. You know, everybody, I don't mean to be in any way dissing these people. They're all very hardworking people, but administratively, and certainly for an individual, it's sometimes can be very challenging. So we try to help each mm -hmm. other uh, partner up with people who are a bit more stressed out and help them uh, with that navigation mm -hmm. best we can. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that comment before that uh, there's room for improvement and services for uh, older people getting around. So good luck with that. Maybe you can, we'll do another podcast. About, about well, I, I just say, just on that note, it's not, and how the politicians usually respond is say more money. And I say, no, it's not more money. They're already spending tons of money. It's how the money's being spent. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we could have a little podcast on that topic. Definitely. Uh, in Googling the word Hesperus, uh, I learned that it means evening star or you know, sort of aptly reflecting the philosophy at Hesperus Village of being a place that you shine brightly in your older years. Uh, would you like to add anything to that or if I interpret it correctly? Well, yeah, I, I guess everybody might respond to that differently. I guess, I guess my only comment—I uh, don't just makes uh, sense—but you know, the difficulty with that kind of statement is that sometimes get people get very fixed expectations of what that means, you know, uh, and um, and that, but then life doesn't actually turn out that way, and they get sad and depressed because this they imagined this would happen and it didn't. Right? I could give lots of examples I've learned around here. Whereas if you rather cultivate this sense of expectancy, I have that feeling that as I age, you know, there are going to be new things happening. They may not that be easy to grasp right away or whatever. But the point is, you have this expectancy and good things start to come. But as soon as you have that fixed idea, then you're opening yourself up for disappointment. So yes, it's very much fundamental to the philosophy that there's something very beautiful about this time of life, but it just doesn't come to you on a platter. Sometimes in the you know, in the, the world of seniors' housing, they paint these marvelous pictures of gourmet dinners and you know ballroom dancing and everything and everything else. But uh, it may be that those are actually not what people in the end need or want. It's just sort of um, projecting something. Yeah. So yeah. Just, what is it that is really going to help you? Have a good day today, and it may not be something dramatic and glorious. Some wise words there. Okay. I've concluded that many of the residents at Hesperus are very creative. Uh, they may have had very creative careers. Am I correct? Well, yeah. I mean, um, 
Well, I, I'm thinking of one gentleman who is uh, now no longer alive, um, but he was an accountant uh, for his life. Uh, and, you know, I would, I mean, I, I, I've loved accountants. I've worked with accountants all my life, but they aren't exactly, you don't want your accountant to be creative, right? But Jakob, he, he, he um, had this whole side of his life where he built this network of poets all over, and he was a poet himself. And that was the driving force behind the soiree we had here for many years, where we'd bring poets from all over the city to come and share their poetry with us. And Jakob just somehow made that happen. And I just talk about creative, uh, how he got these people out. And, he, you know, he belonged to a poetry group himself. And... Uh, and I think he may even have surprised himself a little bit by what, what he was capable of, uh, of and how people responded to what he was bringing. It was beautiful. That's just one example. Right. There are connections with uh, the nearby Waldorf School. You said your children went there. And I believe your wife taught there as well? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so well, strong colossing. Now, I, yeah. you know, it's not just proximity and those sort of connections, but it's a philosophy as well, correct? Right. Yes. Uh, the first Waldorf school was uh, started in, in uh, Stuttgart, Germany, over 100 years ago. And now there are Waldorf schools all around the world. Uh, and the unique thing about anthroposophy or spiritual science is it, you know, it does provide a path of development for individuals who wish to pursue a path of spiritual development along those lines. The other side of anthroposophy uh, were things like the Waldorf movement, which Steiner was very passionate about, about how can we work in the world in such a way um, without trying to turn everybody into anthroposophists, that was not the intention at all, uh, but to create uh, community endeavors which met real burning soul needs in our time. The Waldorf schools was one example of that. Uh, and so when some of these teachers at the Toronto Waldorf School began to approach their later years, they began to think, well, uh, we haven't really been getting a full public sector salary. Where, where do I retire? <laughs> right. So that's how the idea of Hesperus got started uh, by, by some teachers at the Waldo School. Um, and they have had a very strong foundation in anthroposophy. Uh, and the initial building, uh, you know, had, had many people living in there who were very, very strongly connected to anthroposophy. As it has developed over the years, and particularly with the new building, we're still that foundation, and Rudolf Steiner's work is repeatedly acknowledged as sort of very inspiring for much of what we do. At the same time, we're starting more to use the word we are aligning with the work of Rudolf Steiner rather than following the work of Rudolf Steiner, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Rudolf Steiner has so much to give, and yet at the same time, we need to really meet what is happening around us now. That requires a real kind of social art to figure out uh, where are the real needs today and I think Hesperus is a great example of that of really trying to deepen our understanding of what folks really need at this age how can we really help each individual find that growth path of transformation uh, in the third phase of their life uh, that's another podcast by the way but yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> just a very brief uh, summary yes no the, the idea of having a uh enjoyable worthwhile you know la latter third of your life um is yeah a lot needs to go into that uh now there are opportunities for people to attend 
um, events at Hesper's Village. You're not a closed community. You don't need a special pass to get in. Uh, I, I've attended some interesting talks, performances. Uh, you know, we've had coming out of COVID. Um, there's, I've noticed a few. But uh, you know, what is happening in that respect? Are there opportunities? Well, for first of all, I'd like to acknowledge you? your help with that, uh, Marge. It's really great that you post those notices. Uh, that's very helpful. One of the difficulties is that Hesperus is hard to find. And I think I'm really glad you asked the question because people think, oh, well, it's tucked away back. You know, and you, it's, you can, there's now there's a gate up at the school, so you can't drive in that way. You have to come in through the main entrance. And so it gets confusing. Um, so we have to do better in terms of making that public invitation because they are public, very much so. Um, uh, and so we do have concerts, theater performances, uh, art classes, eurythmic classes. There's a wide variety of things that, that, are, that are, happen. Um, and uh, it's always evolving. Because, you know, like we once, for instance, there's a group, now I can't remember it's Suchi, it's a Chinese Buddhist organization who have sort of selected Hesperus is their designated charity, and they come in here periodically to run events. And earlier this year, they had a um, uh, an origami workshop, hmm. right? And to my astonishment, this is anyone was welcome, but there was mainly people in the building, and this drew up people that I never see, right? Hmm. People on the residents who are usually just sort of stuck in their corner. You know, so everybody's different. <clears throat> Whereas other, you know, if you have a concert, you know, certain kinds of people will come. That was the beautiful thing about the soiree. It had a fairly mixed program, so it would attract different kinds of people. But it's an ongoing experiment. Uh, fact is, there are a lot of things you can do in York Region, but the unique nature of our facility, uh, uh, we, we don't necessarily need to use mics. Uh, it's very intimate. Um, and you've got the audience knows why they're there. <laughs> they love music or they love theater, uh, and it's affordable price-wise. So, uh, you know, we're very hoping that will continue to develop in the future. Very good. <laughs> because the arts are good. the arts are underlying everything we do. I mean, mm -hmm. if you if you if you look at the video and see the the, the glass window, uh, it's just an example of a, a work of art which just in the main lobby. And it catches the sunlight at different times of the day. And if you're walking inside towards somebody coming from the other direction at sunset, all kinds of interesting things happen in the colors, you know? Mm -hmm. Very beautifully conceived piece of art. It's beautiful to look at, but it also has this kind of practical dimension. How does this help to shape the space to encourage people to meet and connect in a... In a Is there anything that you'd like to add, Mark? Yeah, I, I guess... I guess I would say that, you know, um, I think Hesperus has huge potential. And I guess this is sort of a personal comment that I find uh, that um, I've made a lot of effort over the years to tell the story, not just of Hesperus and the Waldorf, but of the campus. But I think these institutions have a tendency, and I understand it, and it's not a wrong thing, but it's like, we're a residence, you know, this is our, this is our residence. It's our apartment. It's sure we welcome guests, but it's kind of a standalone mentality. And I do everything I can to help people think, yes, of course, it's our residence. We have to treat it like our home. We don't want people stomping through here all the time. I get it. I get it. I get it. But at the same time, for us to thrive and for us to grow and for us to learn new practices, we need to be more 
connecting with other people. That's that's what I've always, uh, uh, and it's just, I, I'm, I'm, I know Marge, I'm preaching, not to, I'm preaching to the preacher <laughs> in this case, <laughs> but perhaps some of your, uh, your listeners are also very interested in this topic of what's really needed in our community. It's not just a bunch of really good initiatives, but it's this way of how the initiatives work together. Mm -hmm. uh, groups like Home on the Hill, who over the years are learning to, it's not just about what we're doing, but how we join hands with others to get the message out, rather than just being on our own soapbox all the time. It's so difficult to do. We have to help each other with that. Yeah, it is. We're not, it isn't something that comes naturally. We have to put some work into describing uh, how you build a community. It is a, yeah. it's a challenge. I do like to end the podcast asking the same question of all guests. So, Mark, name one thing you really like about this community. Well, um, I guess I would say in terms of the community that I'm part of, and I've just been Hesperus, but the people I know, like in, in the Connecting the Community Group and David West, he's, by the way, a former Waldo parent, um, it's this quality of, we all have our points of view, our opinions, whatever. Um, but the, just going into any meeting, any conversation, how can I help you achieve what you and your highest self want to do? Uh, you don't even need to say that, but it's in your attitude, in your body language. And tell me what really matters to you. And often that helps people break through all that rubbish of our thoughts, you know, and get through what really matters. And I, I, I do meet more and more people in Richmond Hill and Thornhill, where I live, who have that mentality of knowing how to break through the, all that stuff and get to what really matters. So. That is a very good answer. So thank you for that. But, uh, thank you, Mark, for taking You're the welcome. time to do this podcast. It's been an enjoyable conversation. Good. Well, thank you so much, Marge. Thank you for listening. I would very much appreciate you sharing this podcast. Please tune in next week as we continue to explore the community. Consider emailing me at Marge, M-A-R-J, at MargeAndre.com. I welcome suggestions for podcast guests. Stay well, stay connected. <laughs>